Ayan na, ayan na mga kameta Kamusta kayo dyan? Patapos ng uh, ito, ah, linggo natin And of course, uh, malapit ng Holy Week uh, So I hope uh, you guys are having ano na Nagmumoment of reflections na lang kayo sa buhay nyo uh, And I hope uh, the Holy Week will serve as a kind of an opportunity For a lot of us to have much more spiritual strengthening no? And contemplation Now, pagdating sa ating politika, wala namang katapusan ang, ang drama, ang bardagulan at mga kung ano-ano mga batikos and back and forth among personalities. At of course, yung latest ngayon mga kameta, of course, it involves the Department of Education and no less than the Vice President Sara Duterte. There has been a lot of back and forth between her and one of the leading advocates for education reform in the Philippines and also a representative in the Philippines at medyo nag-escalate na itong back and forth dahil uh, bigla, ito ha, biglang uh, napasok yung aspeto ng national security and for some critics, there's almost an aspect of red tagging going on what's going on there? So pag-usapan natin yan mga kameta but of course, we also have to put it into context paano, how did Sarah Duterte even end up in the Department of Education? After all, her background, her portfolio was not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, swak dito sa Department of Education for some critics. And and we know that she was really angling for the Defense Ministry initially. So, pag-usapan natin yan. But let's also try to be fair to the Department of Education Secretary. We're also talking about a very much, very much a quagmire. No? As far as bureaucratic quagmire is concerned, as far as depth of bureaucratic crisis is concerned. Uh, yung ating education, uh, education uh, sector po ay grabe talaga yung situation dyan. Medyo malala na. At uh, of course, it would be unfair to blame Sara Duterte for the problem in the education sector. Eh, bago pa lang siya, barely a year. Nevertheless, of course, there's an expectation that the Vice President and our Secretary of Department of Education will focus head-on on the issue, on the root causes of the problems, on the basic issues hounding the education sector. And that's why some people are wondering, some people are wondering if, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now, this back and forth with some of this, uh, this back and forth with some of the education advocates, people more, um, you know, associated to the political left in the Philippines, is this the best way forward? So, pag-usapan natin ng mabuti yan. By the way, I just got an update dito sa New York Times, mukhang, hindi kasi diba, uh, ma-arrest na, ma na si ano, eh, Donald Trump eh. So, pag-usapan din natin yan. Nasaan na punta itong hinahanap natin? No, kanina, notification natin. Anyway, uh, obviously, mga kameta, isa pang dapat natin pag-usapan itong impending arrest of Donald Trump. no Kasi na-indict na po siya ng isang grand jury sa New York and Donald Trump has been really lashing out at inaccuse niya. I think he even used the term animal to describe yung judge ng court na yan at accusing the judge in the court. I think he was an African-American of, of, of racism, etc. It's, it's, it's kind of a crazy situation also there in the United States. So balikan natin yan mga kameta. Pag-usapan natin yung sitwasyon sa America uh, <laughs> and Donald Trump and his impending I, I mean, mugshot and all of that uh, in the coming week or so. Balikan natin yan. Now, fly back to the Philippines. Let's look at the issue. So, ito po yung sinasabi natin na back and forth between Vice President Sara Duterte, Education Secretary Sara Duterte, and one of the leading advocates of education reform in the Philippines po. So, ito po yung konteksto. So, medyo grabe na yung 
mga hidwan ng dalawang kakampanyan. So, ayon kay Vice President Duterte, yung ACT teachers representative po ay supposedly isang fake representative at hindi genuine representative ng sector. Of course, ACT Act, Act Party, Act Party List is a party list at katulad na alam natin, party list at least constitutionally speaking in terms of their original purpose were supposed to represent marginalized sectors in the country. Dahil especially alam natin pagdating sa mga district congressman, usually this is dominated. Usually meaning 60, 70, 80% of the time, it's dominated by political dynasties. So how do you make sure na uh, yung mga marginalized communities, yung mga mainista, magsasaka, mga guro, etc. if they're gonna get the proper representation. So the idea of party list is you allow these groups to select someone among them, to nominate someone who represents their interests, who comes from among them, preferably uh, both coming from among them and also someone who has the proper understanding of the constitution and the political system to be able to effectively advocate for the rights of marginalized groups. So ACT Party List is a progressive party list which has been very much at the core of advocacy for education reform in the Philippines for a very, very, very long time. But now there's a little, uh, there's a, more than a little bit of back and forth between them and Vice President uh, Sar Duterte was accused them of not being really a true representative of the education sector. And major nag escalate ng situation din the other day nung nagkaroon ng um, sorry nag press release ang nag press release ang uh, education Department of Ed DepEd uh, kung saan very strongly worded uh, ito, ito po ito yung press release nila wait lang sana kon. So, basahin nyo lang press release na yun na na-release March 30, just the other day. Very strongly worded. Uh, itong back and forth na nakita natin between Congressman Castro and Vice President Lenny... Uh, sorry, Vice President Lenny. Vice President Sara Duterte. Ayan tayo. Buti na wala ko yung dyan. Baka, maano tayo dyan. Ito, ito, ito. Wait lang ha. Balikan natin itong mga kameta. Nasaan ako napunta? Where, where is me? Where is me? Ayan, okay. Balikan natin yung mga kameta. One second. Ayan, basahin natin. Medyo na nabigla rin ako. Ba't parang grabe anong nangyari next level? And then, and then I'll shortly discuss yung context na nito. Both in, the, in terms of the long, uh, in terms of long jury and also the event mental. The kind of short-term and long-term perspective here. So, ito uh, po yung ano, ito po yung strong press release by the Department of Education that was that came out on their Twitter uh, uh, account the other day. Sabi nila, I am glad that Franz Castro, this is, eh, yun nga eh, wala man lang honorable, representative, wala, nothing. Confirmed that ACT Teachers is, without a doubt, a fake representative of learners, educators, and other members of the education sectors in Congress with their continued refusal, refusal to publicly and explicitly condemn the New People's Army's violence in Masbate. Of course, I'll discuss in context of Masbate uh, uh, violence. That act, teachers, is a sham and truly does not represent the education sector in Congress. Was even validated by her call for forensic experts and Commission on Human Rights to quote see the real perpetrators of the gun fire near the schools. Castro's call only confirms her duplicitous character and was betrayed by item. So, major next level, diba? Major next level. Kung tignan mo itong statement ng Department of, uh, Department of Education Secretary. This came out, and of course, many people kind of raised eyebrows on that and says like, "Wait, lang, parang iba to, ah. It was a tactic intended to cast doubts over the integrity of official reports that the signing of elements, signing of elements in NPA in an area in the school in Barangay uh, Loxoan, 
uh, Plaster Town triggered the Basma. The fighting is no longer so present. Castro would insinuate that government forces were behind the March 22 bomb explosion. And while she continues to ignore my challenge for actors to condemn the NPS, Castro almost neatly slipped into the conversation and the call for the opening of the peace negotiations. Okay, so essentially the context here is... Ito, mga kameta, no? <clears throat> now, I'm just trying to bring out, out the... Now, of course, Congresswoman or Honorable <coughs> Castro also hit back at the Vice President, tried to defend her position. Ayon sa kanya, wait lang, bakit napuntang usapan kung saan-saan? Focus tayo dito sa education sector, focus tayo dito sa mga uh, concerns no? at yung mga adhikain natin at saka yung mga kakulangan sa Department of Education in terms of dealing with the education crisis that we have, which of course I'll discuss very shortly. <clears throat> so, ito po. Ito yung fireback ni Representative Castro, okay? So, Alliance of Concerned Teachers, ACT or ACT, Representative Franz Castro claimed that it is not them but the Department of Education under Vice President Duterte that has been diverting the people from discussing legitimate education issues. In a statement on Wednesday the other day, Castro reacted to Duterte's claims that hiring 30,000 teachers here is impossible that ACT is only trying to divert attention from the New People's Army attacks in Masbate province which has affected students in the said area. Okay. So, one aspect of this debate is yung call nila for hiring of new teachers. Kasi diba, mga kamet, ang concern ngayon is paano natin supuan itong problema sa education crisis natin? Is this gonna be through more classrooms, more teachers, new curriculum, I don't know, uh, having, I don't know, military service, etc., ROTC. So, of course, the, the advocacy of uh, Congresswoman Castro is to push for hiring of new teachers, 30,000 of them. It's something that did not sit well with the vice president and, and that kind of triggered this discussion. And some would say tangential discussion suddenly about NPA, national security, etc., which some would say it's not really the portfolio of the Department of Education. But remember, Sarah Duterte, the whole point, there was confidential fund, there was a... The, the whole point that you know the reason why she was very strong on national security issues because there's she's, she's saying hindi mo pwede may separate yung national security issues from education sector because a lot of students across the country are affected because of violence because of insurgency so on and so forth so one side is saying wait now focus tight this education or not and the other side is saying like wait you cannot separate the two now i think that also has to do a little bit with the background of the vice president coming from davao you know, for some of us who have been in the in recent years, you know that, of course, the has dealt with a lot of uh, security concerns uh, in some areas of the I think malapit dun sa atin the I noticed there were armored vehicles, etc. because of the threats of uh, terrorism and other kinds of violence. So, siguro ang approach talaga ni uh, uh, Vice President uh, Sarah Duterte is kind of a more comprehensive approach to understanding everything with the element of security in mind. So, siguro yun yung context na, na tinitignan niya. And hence, we are where we are, mga kameta. Hence, we are where we are uh, pagdating dito sa situation sa education sector natin. Wait lang. Naka, ayusin ko lang ito na. Naosi ako. Hindi mo. Okay. Yan. Okay. Balikan natin. Now, basahin lang natin. So, so uh, si Vice President uh, <coughs> Vice President President Sara Duterte actually Hindi siya natuwa dun sa request for 30,000 teachers yearly to fill in school shortages. 
So ayon kay Castro, yung DepEd, yung re, parang ginagawa ng DepEd is nagre-retag na lang siya to distract from the issue. Uh, ayon sa kanya, kay Castro, Representative Castro, ilang taon na ilang taon na rin panawagan ito ng ACT Teachers Party List at ang pangmasang organisasyon na Alliance of Concerned te- te- uh, Teachers ng Pilipinas sa mga nag dang administration at may iba't uh, may iba't ibang level ng kan- uh, kanilang pagtugon dito pero ngayon lang nangyari sa sabihin ng DepEd secretary mismo na ang mga panawagin ito ay unrealistic and impossible. All right. So, essentially the argument is that all these years this issue of hiring of new teachers was brought up with different administration not very much acted upon but now you have a Department of Education Secretary open saying that this is impossible and then according to them suddenly napuntang usapan kung saan-saan malinaw sa kasaysayan na kayo itong mag- kaya kaya itong magawa ibukas lang sana ang isipan at wag puro retagging ang inaatupag alright so yun po yung uh, parang comeback ni Castro dun sa attack from the vice president. In fact, the past two administrations were able to get near these targets as the Aquino administration hired an average of 29,166 teachers per year. And even the administration of the current vice president, concurrent Deputy secretary's father, Duterte Digong, was able to hire 25,000 teachers per year. So, si Aquino was able to hire 30,000. Si President Duterte initially was of uh, formerly was also uh, able to raise 25,000 songs sa sabi nila hindi nila maintindihan etong konteksto ng bakit imposible yan. Now, paano napasok itong issue ng Masbate? So, uh, so ito may Masbate military NPA clash recently. Uh ito yung sinabi ni Castro uh, ukol sa issue na As for the incidents in Masbate, they are indeed condemnable and an independent probe should be conducted by forensic experts and the commission numerous to see the real perpetrators of the gun firing near the schools. These incidents also highlight the need for the resumption of the peace negotiations between Governor of the Philippines and National Democratic Front of the Philippines to address the root cause. Okay, so ito yung inattack ni Vice President Leonard Robredo na bakit para biglang napunta naman ang usapan sa peace negotiations and why are you advocating for that? Because the position naman of of uh, Sara Duterte is there should be no negotiation whatsoever when it comes to NPA and leftist groups. So, yun nga eh, biglang napunta kung saan yung usapan. But sure, they will discuss. Oh, ito, ito, ito. So, I think, kasi hardlining stance ni Sara Duterte na there should be no peace talks whatsoever with with NPA, etc. after yung latest attacks sa Masbate which affected some students based on the, some of the reports that we have. So, Yun yung nangyari dito. Medyo back and forth, back and forth. And and of course, some people are scratching there and wondering bakit napuntang usapan dito. Eh, dapat ang pag-usapan natin kung kailangan natin ng new teachers, how many new teachers, how much we can afford, etc. Now, just to put things in the context, when Sarah Duterte was the mayor of the Val in 2018, uh, she dubbed party list. She also had similar aggressive stance towards some of the party list groups that are uh, allegedly, uh, you know, uh, associated with the insurgent groups, etc. So, there may meron background talaga, meron history si Sarah Duterte of being vigilant or some would say over-vigilant or some would say even red-tagging, right? So, yun po yung context na nung usapan dito, no? Now, anyway, what, what, so, there are two things you have to talk about here, no? Una-una sa isang banda, Sa isang banda, <clears throat> wag natin kalimutan na si Vice uh, President Sara Duterte uh, had a very strong stance on 
uh, military-related issues. And initially, she was actually considered for the Department of National Defense. And I think that continues to inform how she approaches administrative issues in general and the Department of Education in particular, right? Her, her, her understanding is that you cannot talk about education, education reform if you're not talking about the safety of students, and you cannot talk about safety of students if you don't have a comprehensive understanding of human security, and by extension, also a comprehensive understanding of, of national security threats in the Philippines. Now, just to tell you how dear these issues are to Vice President Sara Duterte, let's not forget the other year when she was kind of the acting officer in charge when President Marcos Jr. left the country for his first overseas visit to Indonesia. This is around September. Uh, Vice President Sara Duterte actually gathered the top national security officials of the country and she had a very serious discussion about how to deal with the issue of insurgencies with some of the leftist groups that are, according to her, opposing national security concerns. So this is a running theme, no? as far as her as, as far as her stint is concerned. So because as, at once she's also the vice president, right? So she's both an education secretary, also she's positioning herself as a kind of a national security official or someone very, very much focused on that. So last year palang September, especially when we see uh, President Marcos Jr., nakita natin na Sarah Duterte once again tried to put this issue front and center as far as national uh, uh, policy priorities and discussions are concerned. And she has not softened her stance. If anything, the incident in Masbate, among others, has hardened her stance. Uh, I remember she was also pushing for ROTC. She has been pushing for ROTC because her understanding is that you know you need to create a robust and strong uh, kind of a citizenry. And, and one way of doing that is by inculcating sense of discipline and also some basic familiarity with, with drills and self-defense and national collective self-defense. Uh, by focusing on you know ROTC, having some sort of training there. Alam natin yung ibang bansa, katulad ng South Korea, for instance, or Singapore, mga malapit na bansa sa atin, meron na silang military service no, na mandatory, especially for men. No? No, so, so yun yung context. She was supposed to be given the Department of National Defense. She did not get it. She got Department of Education, yet still she kept on harping on the national security issue. And when she was the officer in charge, she brought in the top national security officials together and she had a very, very hardline stance. No, no, no mercy position versus criminal, versus terrorist. So very much continuity with her father's stance. So nakita natin yan under uh, Sara Duterte. So in a way, no surprise that uh, you know she has responded to criticism or what she believes are impossible asks by the uh, by the act party lists uh, in the manner that she did. You no, know? So it, it kind of jives. It kind of gets into that. Now, I want to end this, this vlog not by joining the Bardagula and everything like that, but by actually saying, okay, I understand when Sarah, where Sarah Duterte is coming from. I also understand the other side that, you know, we need to also focus on what's happening in the, in, in, in the education sector in particular. Remember, there's also concern about K-12. Kailangan ba natin tanggalin ng K-12? Remember, this was really the top legacy, one of the top legacies of Aquino administration. Ano ba? Itong K-12... Eh, pinahirapan lang ba tayo? Ano yung mga kakulangan sa K-12? Ay kay Sarah Duterte, they're, they're missing uh, elements in K-12 when it comes to curriculum, when it comes to training, when it comes to making sure na uh, we're ready for, uh, you know, for to be really a globally competitive country. No? Yun yung point na... Uh, okay, let me focus on this, no? Because 
there is a recognition we have some fundamental problems here. No? So the K-12 curriculum will be revised by the Department of Education, Sabi ni Sarah Duterte, uh, the other year pa, as there are missing elements in the current curriculum. Ayon sa kanin, what's important is to make the program, quote, relevant to produce competent, job-ready, active, and responsible citizens. We'll revise the K-12 curriculum to make them more responsive to our aspirations as a nation to develop lifelong learners who are imbued with 21st century skills, discipline, and patriotism. No, again. Uh, so the question right now: How are you going to make move forward on this? So I understand the current curriculum is congested; that some prerequisites of identified essential learning competencies are missing or misplaced, and that the significant number of learning competencies cater to high cognitive demands. I understand she promised to produce graduates that are employable, and it's a promise that remains a promise, and she will definitely work on that. So ito yung sinabi niya January, so earlier this year, no? So uh, just around two months ago, yung po yung sinabi niya. Now, this is where, okay, like, as I said, as much as I understand, of course, national security is something she's comfortable with, it's something close to her heart. Her understanding is that you cannot talk about education, safety, welfare of people without also looking at the national security aspect. Uh, I get that. I, 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 I get that. But the critics would say, A, dapat siguraduhin natin hindi ito mapunta kung saan-saan, retagging, etc. And B, I mean, the pro the education sector's problem itself, it's like super next level, mga kamedad. I mean, some would say it's like a time bomb, some would say it's like climate change, it's like a, it's like the winter is coming situation. I mean, like, mga kamedad, tignan mo naman yung situation sa Philippines. Ito po yung situation ng education system natin. Again, obviously, it's not the fault of Sardo Tarita at all. Ito po yung cumulative effect of failures of multiple administrations, including supposedly reformist administration, etc. Let's be very honest about that, right? But many are saying, maybe this is really what we have to focus on 100%. Wag na tayo masyadong mapunta dun sa mga complicated issue ng peace process, national security, etc. Kaya nga may national security advisor tayo. Kaya nga may Department of National Defense Secretary tayo. Kaya nga andun yung presidente. Kaya nga all of these things are there. Because ito guys, ito, sobrang malala yung problema natin pang sub-Saharan Africa level po yung, yung situation natin because our numbers are incomparable even to poorer, na, poor neighboring countries like India or, or, or poor Asian countries like India or Indonesia for instance, right? So ito po yung report ng World Bank last year. Learning poverty is 90% sa Pilipinas. 90% mga kameta. So learning poverty is the inability to read and understand a simple text by the age of 10. So, 9 out of 10 ng, uh, ng ating mga kaubayan na 10 years old or younger, my serious problem dito sa just basic literacy. I mean, this is this is huge, mga kamada. This is a big, big problem. Uh, at ayon sa kanya, uh, and of course, the World Bank also said there's some serious logistics problems in the Philippines uh for which which were which were exacerbated during pandemic because barely a third 26.9 percent of students actually had reliable internet or broadband internet access during pandemic so lumalala talaga itong uh crisis of education natin no education crisis natin 90 percent no lampas 90 percent sa atin mga kabataan po ay may problema sa just basic literacy and kulela din ng Pilipinas, last and second to the last dun sa math and science uh, examination of PISA in 2018. So this is, guys, this is next level. This is next level. And ayon sa Asian Development Bank na based dito, the Philippines incurred 1.9 trillion pesos economic losses for each year 
that schools were closed. Of course, this happened under Tatay Digong, di ba? And we know that sobrang delayed yung opening, reopening of schools natin. Actually, it took another Duterte, meaning Salvador, to reopen the schools for almost two years. Walang skwela, even if a lot of our neighboring countries, the children were already back to schools. And of course, they also had the basic infrastructure for proper online learning. So, what am I saying? What I'm saying here is this. Anla, sobrang malalim ang problema natin sa Department of Education. Uh, sobrang malalim yung education crisis natin. So, you really hope that as much as I understand the Vice President wants to focus on a whole range of issues, human security, national security, I, I just really hope we really focus on that. I really hope also we have the right people there, assistant secretaries, undersecretaries, directors, etc. to deal with this issue kasi kailangan talaga natin ng people with expertise sa education. Right? Not lawyers, not just general social scientists, but people with PhD or high advanced degrees in education. Because really serious problem yan, mga kameta. We lost a lot. We lost a lot already during the pandemic era because sobrang tagal ng lockdown ng schools. And now we have this literacy deficit uh, crisis. 9 out of 10, by the age of 10 dito sa Pilipinas, I, my problem is a basic Reading and writing, basic literacy. I mean, this is just crazy. This is just crazy. This is next level. I think the numbers in 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 Vietnam were like eighteen percent. If you're like fifty, sixty percent in India, Indonesia, like sobrang next level in Philippines. Sobrang malalang problema, right? As I said, we are incomparable to much of Asia. Uh, major next level lang situation of Philippines. So I really hope the vice president, the deputy, etc., really focus on this issue. Hire the best people. Have the best people on top of this. And again, I understand the national security concerns, but also we have to make sure that things don't go off rails, right? Okay, I was stressed and stressed in this Duterte. Sobrang mahirap pala tong portfolio na to. As I always said, when the portfolio was given to Sara Duterte, I said it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's a great opportunity for her to prove the mettle of her leadership, especially if she's planning to run for the presidency in five years' time from now. At the same time, it's a quagmire. It's a sobrang lalim ng problema. And I know sometimes things get frustrating. Sometimes people just fall back on their uh, instincts. People tend to get defensive, etc. But what we want to really see from DEPED is what is the systematic approach they have to deal with this serious literacy, basic education, super crisis that we have in the country. All right, mga kameta, marami salamat. Thank you very much. Again, of course, you can see I'm coming here also as an educator. No? And, and kami, na nagtuturo, I mean, I teach graduate school sa UP. Um, you know, the thing is, down the road, dun sa mga college level, may kita mo yung problema sa basic education, right? And a lot of people are teaching undergraduate especially. Then kita nila yung problema. Na, if you don't get the basics right, so when the students come up to the college level, they're nowhere close to where they should be for, for education at the tertiary uh, university level, right? And at some point, aabot din yan sa graduate school, you know? Kami na nagtuturo sa graduate school, baka aabot din sa amin. I mean, it's just a matter of time. All of this goes up. Um, so, it's easy to be complacent when you see all of this fantastic cosmopolitan, bien pensant, uh, you know, English-speaking Filipinos coming from top schools, sure. But there's really a huge volcanic education crisis problem there. And I really hope that Vice President Sardot gets all the focus, energy, resources that she needs to focus to, to really get to the bottom of this. So that by 2028, hopefully we're in a better place. I mean, this is a great opportunity for her to, uh, to prove her mental leadership. Uh, it's a deep problem, but deep problems also 
kind of bring to forth uh, the call for great leadership. Alright? And then yung Shopee delivery yata natin or something. Hindi, hindi, hindi. Hindi pa tayo kong mind. Anyways, maraming salamat mga kameta. Thank you very much. Uh, it's not. Mati thank you lang tayo. Yeah, mati thank you. Ayan, Salamat again kay Maximo Gonzaga, kay Madrigal Heya, Steven Santiran. Thank you kay Ma'am Eden Olonan as always, kay Cecil Abiel Francisco, kay Charito Demoy, kay Noemi Tablati, kay JC Jurenses, uh, kay Mi Fresnido. Thank you very much sa lahat ng mga sumusuporta sa atin. I really appreciate it. Again, uh, this was not a politi- this was not a partisan kind of vlog. It's just kind of a call for leadership, right? It's just medyo malalim ang problema natin sa education sector. All right? Thank you very much, guys, and uh, talk to you soon.